So we're talking today about saying goodbye, and today Paul is saying goodbye to the elders at Ephesus. Um, and I want to start with a question. Are goodbyes hard for you or easy for you? And why? Yeah. Say in the situation of Paul being the of the elders, would that be hard for you or easy for you? Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it hard? Because. For me, in my context, I am used to being in other countries and saying goodbye to people who are very important to me when I leave those people. And there's never a game that I'll ever see. So, I immediately think of my Ukrainian daughter, Mahina, who I haven't seen in a couple of years now. I may never see her face to face. It's years, I could say goodbye and imagine in my head all these points of reconnection that I might have with people. And the longer I live, life, it's very rare to actually stay connected um, in a meaningful way. So goodbyes are often like, I'm not going to ever interact with you in the same way most likely. That can be, it, it, sad, there's a lot of sadness around that for me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, but I also really want to make sure there is a goodbye. If I miss a goodbye, mm-hmm. then I, I would feel devastated. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. yeah. I think for me, it's hard to because saying goodbye to me leaving something that is known and familiar. And um, <coughs> you say goodbye to something that you know and you're not sure what the next thing or person or whatever it may be is really scary. Will I be okay? Will I will I enjoy this? Will I will I have that connection I once did? Will you know? Will mm-hmm. I be alone? So I, that's what I think makes it hard is leaving something known for unknown territory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's exactly. Yes. Yes, John. Again, in historical context, in that particular setting, you know, I mean, Jesus was there and among them and walked around and did miracles and teaching and allowed and oh, gone. And people grieved and then along comes the superstar Paul. He goes all around and amazing things happen. And now he's going to go to like, what? Yeah. It was. What about me? Yep. Yeah, it's hard for the people who are saying goodbye to someone on the other side, too, right? Like, it's not just hard for the person who's, like, moving on. It's hard for the people who are staying to understand. Yeah. Is there anyone who thinks, like, who feels like goodbyes are easy? I'm just curious. Just curious. I mean, we're all, like, you know, lunar people, so probably everyone thinks they're hard. Okay, Jill, come on now. <laughs> Tell us. Uh, no, I just think, I think it, is, it is probably because I haven't lived, like, I feel like it's real... Okay, wait. It is to the degree in which you're invested in the place that you are, the people mm-hmm. that you are. So I just feel like I've done a lot of like moving schools that I've worked at, or moving cities, or whatever. And I feel like I just have not maybe allowed myself to get 
attached, so then goodbyes aren't as hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've definitely felt that before. And I, there's no right or wrong answer. I just wanted to. Yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. Those are all valid observations. Um, there have been times when it's easy for me to say goodbye, and that's because, you know, I'm not as connected or whatever. And there's times when it's hard because you're really connected. Great. Right. Oh, it's easy. That's true. There are some situations we should just say goodbye, not like that. Sit on feet for a month. I love it. That's the best. That's the best. I love it. Okay, so uh, I wanted to back up a little, uh, and I'm using my Bible today. When I talk about Paul, I feel very connected to my Bible because he wrote a lot of letters. So, if you have a Bible and you want to look it up, we're going to start in Acts 18, verses 19 through 21. So, is traveling with Priscilla and Aquila and it says in verse 19 when they reached Ephesus he left Priscilla and Aquila there but first he himself went into the synagogue and had a discussion with the Jews when they asked him to stay longer he declined but on taking leave of them he said I will return to you if God wills and he set sail from Ephesus so this is like their first contact and here he's like yeah I'm not staying and he just kind of moves on Um, And then we go to chapter 19, starting in verse 8. He comes back. And actually, this story kind of, he he visits Ephesus first before the whole thing with Apollos happens that Ted talked about last week. And then the stuff with Apollos happens, and then here he's in Ephesus again. And it says in verse 8 of chapter 19, he entered the synagogue and for three months spoke out boldly and argued persuasively about the kingdom of God. When some stubbornly refused to believe and spoke evil of the way before the congregation, he left them, taking the disciples with him, and argued daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. I'm with you there on the names, Lauren. Okay, this continued for two years so that all the residents of Asia, both Jews and Greeks, heard the word of the Lord. So here, he has spent like two years in Ephesus. And this is like, that's the genesis of this group that he's now going to be saying goodbye to. And so, after this, he travels around and then he says a lot of goodbyes. Uh, and he begins to like turn his face towards Jerusalem. And he's making the most of his time. Uh, because there's a right before he comes back to Ephesus to say goodbye to the elders, he um, he is teaching all night. It says he was teaching all night because he knew that he was leaving the next day. Right? He's making the most of his time. And the boy falls asleep and falls out of the window. Do y'all remember this story? Falls out of the window. Okay. So then, right after that is when we come to this story of um, Paul saying goodbye to the people at Ephesus, and he's. We can see that he's on his way to Jerusalem, and everywhere he's stopping, he's saying his like last goodbyes and doing the last things he wants to do. Um, so I'm going to stop here and tell you a little bit about my feelings about goodbyes and kind of my story. Um, so when we lived overseas, we transitioned a lot. You know, that was our job. We were going in, and we were going to 
live in one, one year in each of these places and then kind of spin up teams to take over. And so going into it, I knew that we were not going to be staying in one place for any period of time. And I thought it really wouldn't be that big of a deal to say goodbye because, you know, a new place was on the horizon. And I just really was not anticipating how much we would, like, bond with people and how much we would be poured into by the people that we lived around and how much we would want to pour into them because we had limited time. Like, Paul has limited time, so he's giving all that he has to these people. And I really didn't anticipate how hard that would make it to say goodbye. And um, by the time we were leaving Scotland to move to Ireland, someone asked us how they could pray for us. And I was like, well, you can pray that I would want to go because right now it feels too painful for me to even think about saying goodbye to these people. I know that it hurts now. I left people in Wales. We left people in the States. We're about to leave people in Scotland. And now I know that it hurts. And I know I'm not going to see them again. And I know it's going to be different. And I don't want to go. Um, of course, we did go, and um, after like some time grieving, we ended up having these awesome relationships in Ireland. And then, of course, we said goodbye to them again. Come back to the states. I thought, okay, now we're gonna like stay still, and I'm not gonna have to keep saying goodbye to people. But over time, I realized that if we were going to live missionally and we were gonna be reaching out to our neighbors, our neighbors were gonna move along. We weren't going to, we weren't looking for like a solid church group of people where the same people come every Sunday where nothing ever changes, right? We were out like looking for our neighbors. We were looking for spiritual people in different places. And so our neighbors started to transition and move along. And I was like, oh no, even if we stay still, I'm going to have to say goodbye to people. And it sucked. It hurt so much. Um, So... Over time, though, I just started to realize that that's part of the gospel, right? That's part of what God calls us to do. Like, you look at Paul and all the things that he's doing. Why would God ask him to keep pouring into people and leaving and pouring into people and leaving and pouring into people and leaving? Why would he want you to do that? Why would that hurt so much? And I just realized that that is part of who Jesus was. That's part of who Paul was. That's part of our spiritual discipline, right? Um... And that made me think a lot more about goodbyes. Um, so the problem, right, of goodbyes is that they hurt. Like Val said, they hurt. Um, we spend time investing in people. There's a loss when we have to say goodbye to them. And we don't know where we're going to. Like sometimes we don't necessarily know what's on the other side. We're leaving like stability. And we don't know what's coming for us on the other side. Um, Or, if we're being left by someone, we don't know what our life is going to be now that they're going. Right? Um, The end also could be ambiguous or unexpected. Like, Kenny. We did not know he was going to leave us in that way at that time. Um, And the more that we are around people and the more that we're on mission together, the more that that is likely to happen. Um... But, again, as we see through, like, the life of Jesus and Paul, that's the way of the gospel. That's the way of people who follow the kingdom are people who say goodbye. Um, There's this song by um, Sammy Sonic. (laughs) Y'all know the song. Y'all know the song. It's closing time. And every time I have to... No. (laughs) 
the um, <laughs> no, but the last line where it's like every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. I mean, that is the line that runs through my mind every time I have to say goodbye because um, that's like the cycle that's built into the world, right? The end of a year is the beginning of a new year. The beginning of a new year is the end of the one that came before. Jesus talks about it, about the kingdom, where he says, you know, if a seed remains is by itself and remains by itself, it's alone. But if it goes into the ground and dies, it produces much new fruit, right? Um, that's like a kingdom principle, is that our beginnings come from ends, right? Um, so we're a sent people. And it's really easy to talk about, especially in church, it's really easy to talk about the motivating factor of being sent. You know, we're doing it together. We're being sent out together. Um, it's exciting uh, to talk about beginnings, and there's adventure that comes from being spiritual explorers and being on mission with God. So that's like, that is something that gives energy to our church and to our um, life together as a community and to the things that we do. Our sentence gives us energy. Um, so that is one of the reasons that it's like a necessary part, even if it hurts. Um, even if we stay still, other people are sent, so we have to learn how to deal with it anyway. <laughs> um, people who stay still are more settled, end up saying goodbye to others who are more mobile. Um, it's important to say goodbye because they keep us focused on what God is doing today. You know, Paul spends that time teaching um, overnight because he says uh, he knows he's not going to be back there again. And so goodbye in our mind keeps us focused on what we can do today, what we can do now. Um, it dictated the priorities for Jesus and for Paul. Um, living... Knowing that we'll say goodbye gives us courage in our relationships. Um, I think that sometimes in mission this can be interpreted as, and it has been interpreted as, you never know what's going to happen to someone, so make sure that they cross that line before, you know, you're out of their life or whatever. Um, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about getting someone to pray a prayer or anything like that. Talking about um, it giving us courage to affirm them, to say things that we would might not otherwise say, um, to love on people when sometimes we might hold ourselves back. If we know that we're living with goodbye in mind, that that's a possibility, it gives us this impetus to say, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to tell you that I love you. I'm going to tell you that I care about you. I'm going to tell you this is what I like about you because I don't know if I'll have a chance later, right? Um, so how does Paul say goodbye? Um, let's go back. If you want to put the, Sarah, do you want to put the message, the verse up here? Um, I'm reading a different version. I'm sorry. Uh, he sent a message to Ephesus asking the elders of the church to meet him. When they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the entire time, from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears. And during the trials that came to me through the plots of the Jews, I did not shrink from doing anything helpful, proclaiming the message to you and teaching you publicly and from house to house, as I testified to both Jews and Greeks about repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus. And now as a captive to the Spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and persecutions are waiting for me. 
but I do not count my life of any value to myself, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify the good news of God's grace. And now I know that none of you among whom I have gone without, gone about proclaiming the kingdom will ever see my face again. Therefore, I declare to you this day that I am not responsible for the blood of any of you. That's kind of a weird. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. So there you go. Aim to not be responsible for people's blood. Okay. Keep watch over yourselves and over all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God that he obtained with the blood of his own son. I know that after I have gone, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Some, even from your own group, will come, distorting the truth in order to entice the disciples to follow them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease, night or day, to warn everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the message of his grace, a message that is able to build you up and give you the inheritance among all who are sanctified. I coveted no one's gold or silver or clothing. You know for yourselves that I worked with my own hands to support myself and my companions. In all this, I have given you an example that by such work we must support the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus. For he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt down with them all and prayed. There was much weeping among them all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, grieving especially because of what he had said, that they would not see him again. Then they brought him to the ship. So here are some things that I see um, in the way that Paul says goodbye in this passage. So he is intentional about his goodbye. He doesn't just like toss them a wave as he goes by in the ship. He like stops and he says, okay, I'm going to, I send for you. Like they're not where he is, so he sends for them and they, he, they come to him and he really wants to like mark it. So it's kind of like what you said, Paul, like, Saying goodbye is important. Um, sometimes to avoid the pain of a goodbye, we'll minimize it and let it go. But ultimately, that pain surfaces, especially when we're saying goodbye over and over. And taking time to intentionally say goodbye sets a bookmark in our minds. It helps us to um, remember God's faithfulness. And then when we're like grieving again in the future, we can remember, I said goodbye. I did it. This was a bookend on this relationship. So Paul sent for the elders, even though he was on his way somewhere. Um, Goodbye isn't the exact moment. It's living with that moment in mind. So Paul says he proclaimed the kingdom and warned everyone day and night with tears for three years. So he lived as if he was not going for years. He lived as if he was going to be saying goodbye to them. He recounted their relationship. Uh, when we have to say goodbye, talking about the good experiences and moments with each other helps, um, talking about what we remember helps like deepen the meaning of our relationship and it helps to kind of cement what happened. It um, propels us forward into new relationships um, because we can see how something good happened and how something good could happen again. So Paul in here tells them what they already know, that he's been with them. He tells them what he did, about how he testified to the Jews and Greeks. He tells them what their daily life looked like together. And then finally, he prays. Um, and praying is a good way to leave each other, right? Because it focuses our mind on Jesus, on his kingdom, on his goodness, on our purpose in moving forward and saying goodbye. Or our purpose in staying and saying goodbye. Um, what are some other things that you, like, what are some other elements of a good goodbye that you guys think are important? 
was the tears and the crying. Mm-hmm. And um, there were just several times. I mean, and that just kind of speaks to me. Like, sometimes I can take a call and very, like, okay, what I gotta do, what I gotta, you know, but, like, he was invested in these relationships. These were important people for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, there was that connection there. Mm-hmm. Even when he knew he was going And I think that was important. I left it in. Goodbyes often get to where like, oh, I don't want to, I don't like goodbyes, so I'm just not going to invest in life. And that's that mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't think tend to think that Paul is really cold. Like, yeah. I've got a mission. Too bad for y'all. But he he does not seem that way when you actually like read him. <laughs> when you actually see yeah that he and especially in this story, um, especially in this story. Thinking back on that, it's just a ton of knowledge. Is that we tore ourselves away from them, mm. it's just crazy. and then the next story over. Um, they're weeping over him as he says goodbye in that context. He says, Why are you breaking my heart? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's just there's this emotional attachment that has. Mm-hmm. You can't help it. So mm-hmm. to say goodbye and you're not emotionally invested, not much in your mind. That's true. I think authenticity is hard in these situations. Like earlier when people were talking about it, like I don't know that I have ever authentically said goodbye to someone. Mm-hmm. Like I, it is something that I regret, but it is just factual. Like yeah. there is a lot of inauthenticity when, oh well, this is not goodbye, or oh like mm-hmm. we'll see each other again. Like no, you won't. Like that you can know in your heart that that is not a true thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it is just hard to accept that. Like, there's never been a person where, like, say I've known they're dying. Like, I've had, I've lost people. But it has never been, oh, like, it's coming, and this is going to be the last time. Mm-hmm. Like, even with, like, ill grandparents, it's like, well, this wedding might not be the last, like, well, it probably is, but avoiding that, I think, is, I don't know, I think that it is guarding yourself and I think that it, like, again, I feel like it would be better to be real. And mm-hmm. it's something I would say I would strive for when that happens again. But know that, like, I can never remember a time where I was like, yep, I'm never seeing you again. And I appreciate you and love you, but this is going to be the last time you ever see me. Like, that is just not something I think we are comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard to... One of the things I was thinking about when I was writing this or thinking about it was um, just like even the change in our relationship is at the Alamo, you know, where like we're not like hanging all out together in the same way that we were a couple of years ago, or you know, the, it's we're transitioning, and it's not like you would go to someone and say, hey, you know, you haven't been at Alamo for a while. Let me just tell you, goodbye. <laughs> um, but it is, you know. It, so that that's kind of a hard thing, but it is a reminder to me that you know we don't always get to say goodbye, but if we are authentic with people from the day on the day to day, you know, then there's some degree of authenticity even if the goodbye doesn't. And there is a question of like why why then like why at the end 
be honest. Oh yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't know. Again, no. not saying I live this way, but wouldn't it be better if it ended at any time, whether that is death or whether that is just happenstance that yeah. people know beforehand? Yeah. Yes. Like, hey, now that I've never seen you again, I'd yeah. like for you to know. But I actually did like you. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. That, that is totally why, yeah, that's totally why it's important to just be, like, in the moment and not be waiting for that one time where you're going to be like, and now, let me tell you all this stuff. That space of goodbye is so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's just a vulnerability. It's why people go to parties. Because you don't want to go around and have to be vulnerable and say why you're really leaving or, <laughs> you know, or what you really think of them, or, you know, it just makes this vulnerable space that I'm not really good at. I, I'm, it's very easy for me to end relationships, for me to move on to the next thing, but I do not, like you said, I do not, I'm not good at giving that person a goodbye, like a, whether it's a bad goodbye or a good goodbye. Um, of why I need to say goodbye to them. I'm not good at going into that very vulnerable space and saying, I've appreciated this relationship. It doesn't need to go any further. Mm-hmm. Or we're moving on. Or whatever. I, I would just rather go. But I'm glad Paul did it. I mean, that would be really terrible to the church. You know, like I'm glad he taught us an example of how to go into that vulnerable space like only Paul can head first <laughs> and be humble and say this is what I've appreciated about you and this is what I hope you continue to do mm-hmm. and I hate this and I'm crying and I'm sad and I wish I could be better about that mm-hmm. I think too often we're making excuses or we're feeling selfish, or we're trying to find a way out of it. Mm-hmm. If, like you said, just like at a party, if it's like, well, why can't you stay forward? And it's like, well, I just, I just want to go. That's <laughs> 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 not okay. But we don't. A lot of us are pleasers, and we don't feel like it's okay. Yeah. Like we don't feel like it is acceptable to leave people wanting, and mm-hmm. we, like there are limits to how much we can give of ourselves, even mm-hmm. if, if that is time bound. If that is energy bound, whatever it is, like there are limits, and I think we feel guilty sometimes that that is true, but yep. there is no way around that. Yeah, that's that. It's like I wonder if Paul felt. Yeah, I'm sorry. I went. Yeah, okay, John, and then Coy. On the way up here, we were passed by people going at least ninety miles an hour. There is a bit contracted, and that's dangerous. And that that raises the blood pressure a little bit. So. We could have been a wreck. And those people could have, could have messed up for us. We, we could have died before we got here. So we could die any day. Lamento Lord, remember you two will die. I worked five years at a gas station. And uh, people drinking besides New Year's Eve, people were drunk, mm-hmm. drunk and high. We could die on the highway any day. So there is a fragility to we're going to die. Mm-hmm. So, so therefore, express love while you can. I mean, I get aggravated at Valentine's and Mother's Day. It's kind of like, why is the mother so valuable one day a year? But the other, but why should I love, it, love on your mama 
Other day. So we should have breakfast in bed every day. <laughs> Y'all heard John said it. <laughs> Who is going to make us all this breakfast? Express your love because you don't know when you're going to die. And because at the goodbye, you, you, you have this big backlog of stuff. I meant to say, I appreciate you and I like the way you smile and mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you, da, 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 you know, just keep the, keep the slate clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a classic ghost. <laughs> I love to I love to just disappear. And my friends always used to make fun of me for it when I was a teenager and in my twenties. Um, I it just I don't know if it's my personality or it just never seemed like it was important to me like to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Um, I had a friend pass away suddenly um, in my 20s, and I remember it really hurting really bad, and I never really understood why. Um, and then about five, six years ago, my mom passed away, but I did get to say mm-hmm. goodbye to her. Mm-hmm. And like, and then after that, it kind of made sense to me because mm-hmm. there was that closure, you know, mm-hmm. and there was that um, that sense of of you, we both know that we care about each other, and we got to tell each other, and we're gone. You know, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's um, it's a lot easier now to not say goodbye because of social media, mm-hmm. because you're just like, oh, I can catch up with them on Facebook, mm-hmm. but you don't really catch up with them. You just kind of ghost their Facebook, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> secretly look at what they're doing, you know, what they post, if they post anything. Yeah. And so, um, and so it's, um, I think it's a lost art in a lot of ways um, with our society. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of people do that very well. Yeah. Um, not just in the church, but, you know, in society. So. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, for, for me, because I, exactly, I, I think you're hitting it in London. It's not just a function of getting old, uh, but as someone who's getting old, you know, um, I've had more people die. My father died in my home, as you say. People experience death at all ages, you know, so uh, I think one of I was taking every speaking funeral that everyone was as from four years old on up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think we as a society run away from death as much as possible. We're afraid of it, and good reason to be afraid of it, okay? It's, it is the enemy. It is the last thing. But because of that, because we don't prepare family members on our kitchen table for burial, because we we put them away in a hospital uh, and they die away from us so often that it becomes really difficult to even embrace understanding goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's ultimately where it goes. So goodbye always has to do with dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always has to do with dying. Mm-hmm. And whether it's an emotional death or just mm-hmm. a separation, it's always, it's, it reminds us of what's going to eventually happen in any that it, that's exactly it. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about the cultural aspect of this because, like, in, in Mexico, like, if you were at a party and you just go, like, 
Like everybody in that room would think that you were mad at them. Like every single person. Like that's not what's done. What is done is you go around to every person in that room and you say bye. Like that's just like I mean like you start um, start over well they didn't even say goodbye when they left. Or they didn't say hello when they got there. Like it's I mean, like families have been torn apart over these kinds of things. And I mean it's and it's like but there's definitely a cultural aspect of it as well. I don't have my watch, and I don't know what time it is. I love hearing y'all talk. Okay, well then, I'll wrap up. I love hearing y'all talk, and I'm sorry. I have to tell you to stop. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, y'all have such great insight. I, uh, you know, C.S. Lewis, there's a quote where he said, you know, um, Christians never say goodbye. Right, his friend is saying goodbye, and he's like, Christians never say goodbye. Um, We believe in the resurrection, so of course we never have to say goodbye, but... I agree with Daryl, and there was something else that I read that was like, a goodbye is, you know, an echo of death, and even of the sting of death, and even though the sting of a final death has been taken away, if we believe in Jesus, like, we still are going to experience the echoes of that death in our world. And um, especially, I think, as a church where we're talking a lot about sending people, if we're not also talking a lot about saying good goodbyes or living with goodbye in mind, then we're just like asking people to keep opening up emotional wounds all the time and not know what to do with them. Because people are going to transition in and out of our community. And people are going to transition in and out of the missions or the wherever we're spending time, people are going to transition in and out of that. And so if we're not practicing good spiritual discipline and goodbyes, it's going to build up hurt in us. So I really want us to be the kind of community that not only practices sentness, but practices saying good goodbyes. Um, Since prayer is a good way to leave each other, there's a prayer in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. You talk about Facebook being different. Paul does write a letter to the Ephesians, but they're weeping because they won't see his face again. They're weeping because they won't have that same experience of him being with them. But this is what he says uh, in a prayer to them. He says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. I pray that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant that you may be strengthened in your inner being with power through his spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that you may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Um, We're going to have mission prayers time. And uh, mission prayers is where we talk about uh, a breakthrough or a battle that's going on in our missional communities, and um, we pray for each other. And so I wanted to invite Paula to share about a battle and/or breakthrough that's going on with him. Yeah.